Hello, 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 everybody. Hi, Congressman Lawson. There are you. Hi. Hi, Tolan. Can you hear me? Okay, I'm so connecting to audio. Can you hear me? Hello. Hi. Hi, okay. Congressman Lawson and Tolan. Thank you so much. Good to see you. You look look better. You look better. Hey, thank you. Thank awesome. you. You all look great. Thank you. Congressman Lawson, um, I want to introduce you to Madeline Utaberly. She is um, part of Startup Grind Headquarters. Okay. And um, she's helping me get every, the logistics and things set up for us to meet today. So we had a last minute glitch with the link, but she came to the rescue to fix, fix it. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to um, go ahead and get started. Um, what's going to happen is you won't see it. Only person you're going to see is me and you, like we had having a casual conversation and all the attendees they're going to put their questions in the Q&A button that you're going to see okay. um, so questions that you don't see or miss I'm going to repeat them to you to answer after we have a discussion and they also going to be also communicating in the chat that um, Madeline as well as one of my team members is going to help moderate and some of your team members so far as your website how to follow up with you after this interview that wants to get more information, whether they're an individual, but mainly a small business owner. That's our focus today. Okay. So other than that, let's tell, um, I just want to welcome everyone that's listening and watching. Um, Teresa Gamble, the chapter director for Jacksonville, Florida, which is Congressman Lawson's district of North Florida. I am also the founder and CEO of CRPC Consulting. I'm an administrative management consulting firm. I work with entrepreneurs on operational best practices, how to communicate their value and connect them with matchmaking vendor resources to help them do what they do best. So today we have the honor and the pleasure to have a conversation with Congressman Al Lawson about this amazing CARES Act that he was very instrumental initially rolling out about the cares and concerns for our community in North Florida. And I just am honored that he made the time and the space to speak with us, as well as we're celebrating Amazon Web Services Mentorship Month. So you are a highlighted featured mentorship mentor for this month. And we just want to thank you and exhuming the value in your role as being a mentor from being a basketball coach from FSU and you taking those basketball strategies and you bringing them to Congress to help your community. So Congressman Lawson, tell us a little bit about your why, your, your role, what's your, what you've done in Congress, you know, to get to this position and tell us, you know, what, what did it look like putting the CARES Act together for all of us? Well, thank you uh, for having me. Uh, and I think that's a, a great uh, way to uh, start off uh, uh, this morning. Uh, this, uh, I serve on the Financial Services Committee and you know, financial services that is led by the chairperson, Maxine Waters. Uh, it is a, a significant committee, one of the, uh, what they call uh, in Congress, uh, uh, one of the uh, basic committees where they don't want, really want you to serve on any committees except those because there's so much involved. And, and on the Financial Service Committee, we're involved with all the financial institutions, banks, 
uh, credit unions, uh, uh, payday loans, uh, you just really name it. And that's what we are involved in. So working on this committee, much of what came out uh, to help small businesses really came out of the Financial Services Committee. And so we were in a negotiation with Wells Fargo, Bank of America, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, all of the major banks uh, to make sure that this stimulus package that we have right now were going to benefit a small business, not necessarily uh, Wall Street like it did before. In, in 2007 and 2008, where Wall Street was really bailed out, uh, but Main Street was not really uh, a part of uh, the solution. So this time we wanted to make sure with this uh, uh, pandemic uh, that we are faced with, how do you get money down to small businesses and in the hands of everyday people who have lost their jobs and are not able to work and so forth. So, you know, that's the reason why we certified $377 billion uh, to get down to small businesses and uh, to deal with those banks that already been loaning that have affiliated with SBA. Uh, and, you know, you really want people to know that, uh, uh, that this money is not for the IRS. You know, the IRS is not going to take any money from them if they owe money to IRS. This, this one is to come down to uh, them. And so the reason why I know it's coming down, my granddaughter in Atlanta called me yesterday and told me she got a $1,200. So, <laughs> so, 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 so and I hope that helped you in, your, in school at Georgia State. You know. <laughs> That's but, good. Yeah. But, but to make sure that, uh, that small businesses, especially barbershops, beauty shops, nail shops, uh, uh, just uh, any small business uh, can benefit from them is that uh, we remove a lot of the obstacles out of the way. And so the small business that get the paycheck protection plan, uh, which is more like a grant, it can be forgivable, forgivable as long as they go and uh, through the right process and keep people working, keep paying their rent, keep paying the utilities and uh, to keep the shop going. And then if they apply for an additional money, then that would be evaluated by SBA. Uh, and then it'll be considered how much you get. And those are low interest loans. Some of them are no interest loan. Uh, but on the average, uh, uh, we want to make sure that, well, all of us understand on financial services that small businesses drive this economy. Right. Uh, really not the big corporations, small businesses. So small businesses is where uh, action is that drives the economy in Florida and, and throughout America. So, that's where we were. And I had specific emphasis uh, uh, in the process on the committee to make sure we have small business because I had been a small business owner for, before I went to Congress almost 36 years. Wow. So when I left coaching uh, at FSU, you know, I went into uh, small business. So I know the hassle of uh, what small business had to go through. So I was kind of signaled out uh, to make sure that small business get their money down and at the same time uh, making sure that individuals uh, get this $1,200 and that someone asked that, you know, uh, uh, if uh, I owe the IRS, uh, will we get the money? Yes, you will get the money. That money is not for IRS. It is for you. And those students who are independent students who are 18 and above, uh, they get the money, just like I was telling you uh, about my granddaughter a few minutes ago. So the money is hitting the streets. And there, now there'll be individuals that, uh, uh, have not uh, had a refund. They're always paying taxes to the IRS. And so they will be have to fill out a goal line uh, to uh, let them get a paper check 
and I think it's been a big discussion uh, in Washington and all around. On the paper check, the president wants to have his name. <laughs> yes, I saw that on the news last night. I'm like, right. wow. Right. So the problem that we have right now, because somebody would ask, is uh, we are working currently uh, on uh, on a second care package. And the reason why we're working on trying to get uh, approval through the Senate is because uh, there's some about 700,000 or more businesses uh, that SBA is running out of money. And so uh, we're going to need to put another 279 or $280 million uh, in, uh, in, uh, to bring it down so that those businesses can be taken care of. And uh, I was just talking to one business today and said application at the end. Uh, they were telling me they were kind of running out of money, but I assured them this morning that uh, the money is going to come back. That's good. Now, along with what SBA is doing, I understand the city of Jacksonville and the state of Florida has implemented some type of small business loan relief. Um, I've read up on the one that Governor DeSantis was rolling out, and I've looked into the one that the city of Jacksonville has partnered with, Vistar Credit Union, with that program and that plan, and look like both of them are mirroring the requirements of SBA. So one of the, okay, so one of the, my question is, can a small business owner who've already applied for the SBA um, small business disaster loan through the CARES Act, can they simultaneously apply for what Governor DeSantis and Mayor Curry has instituted? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It's, uh, uh, you know, uh, all of these areas that is created, I'm glad that Vistar was very instrumental in doing it. I've had calls from credit unions. Uh, here, uh, in fact, in Tallahassee, asking uh, uh, how can they get involved because they have money that they want to get down uh, to the business owners. So, yeah, there's it, no problem. I'm glad that they're proactive uh, because, uh, you know, we try to do the best as we possibly could to anticipate how much money we'll need. But we came up a little bit short. We, we need to put another $200 million, uh, into the process, $200 billion, I'm sorry, into the process. Wow, that's good. Thank you for um, being instrumental with that. But I want to share an article. I don't know if you've heard of this um, entrepreneur. His name is Brian Hamilton of the Brian Hamilton Foundation. He's based out of North Carolina. And um, as soon after the CARES Act bill was passed, he, was, he wrote up an article in The Hill about it was a glitch in it. They, he, his concern was because small business owners need the funding so soon, you know, waiting three months, six months, it can either make or break a business. He was saying, why couldn't the fundings be directly sent to the small business owners without including the banks? Well, it would have been very difficult, uh, simply due to the fact that's one of what the Paycheck Protection Program, once you apply, uh, that money would come down in three or four days. Okay. You know? And uh, it, it just... It's been very hard to send it to the small business depending on how they file the income tax. Okay. You know, for example, uh, as a small business person, it seemed like I was always paying money back. So if I was qualified to apply for it, I wouldn't be able to get money down right away simply because uh, I'm always having to pay the IRS. Right. You know, and so as the ones who uh, are getting money back from the IRS, they get the money much faster. Uh, okay. So as a result, uh, I mean, it's a good thing to do. You want to get money down to them, but uh, I had a working relationship, and I hope most uh, 
small business would have a, like, a working relationship with their banks and with the credit unions and so forth. So they could put down cash until the money is available because there's a lot more uh, 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 interest and waivers and so forth going through this process, the money that we approve from the federal government. Right. That's, that's good, Congressman Lawson, because a lot of business owners do wind up owing the IRS and not getting the refunds. Now, I was checking the website features that the IRS has implemented for people to check the status to see have their money been dispersed. But there's a statement up there that they have listed that if they have not filed their 2019 tax returns, they won't be able to get the stimulus check. Uh, uh, that's not really true. I mean, it's true to a certain extent, but if they have filed uh, uh, 2018 taxes, mm-hmm. uh, they can still get the stimulus money. Okay. You okay. know, and so, and, and the ones who have not filed uh, in the last three years, they're going to have to go through a paper, a little small paper application that will be sent in to the IRS uh, so they can justify that they can receive the money. The whole idea is we want this money uh, to get really get in the hands of everyone, and so uh, you know, uh, you know, as you face it, you know, people don't like the IRS anyway. But you know, it, it's important. So some people are trying to get around it, you know. But they can still will have the opportunity to get their money. And I had some calls like that this morning, and I was telling the individual that they're gonna have to go through the paper application, and gave them uh, the number to my office uh, in Jackson, which which is nine zero four three five four sixteen. Uh, 52, I ought to call the Capitol Office in Washington at, at 202-225-0123, and we would help them through that process. That is very commendable of you. See, that's what makes you the perfect mentor this month for Startup Grind, because you're giving out a phone number for a person to pick up the phone to call you to ask questions. You're not Absolutely. sending them to a website. You're not having them fill out a questionnaire. You're being right. relevant. So I just want to commend you for providing that value um, to that. Now, with all this stuff that's going on since this CARES Act has rolled out, a lot of the issues has come up with our young people in our region, in, in Northeast Florida, Southeast Georgia, that our young people don't have access to the internet because of you know, the disparities that they're facing, though some of the rural areas do not have the technology advances and tools. In this second wave of the CARE Act, what would that include to help those rural counties, those rural mayors, to make sure these children are still getting their education while they're at home and under the stay-at-home order? That's a very good question. Uh, Yesterday, we were on the phone um, uh, in financial services for about four hours and it was mentioned because you know in this district i'm in there's a lot of rural areas uh from when you think about from the chattahoochee river to the st john's river in jacksonville which is around 260 miles uh, the only two major cities in there is tallahassee and uh, jacksonville and duval so you got six six other counties that are in the mix down there is considered rural and really need help uh, not only that, but many of my colleagues uh, that are out west and even in Georgia have a lot of rural communities. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, one guy in Mississippi represents 26 counties. Oh, wow. They're very small. So it become very important of uh, uh, trying to help uh, people get a net connected to uh, broadband, 
and at the same time get money down to the rural area. We don't plan to let this bill out of, out of the house until we know uh, that people in rural areas are also taken care of. Uh, you know, they're just like everyone else, but it just happened to happen to be uh, in a rural community. So we're working on that. And so hopefully uh, around about uh, four o'clock today, I'll be back on the telephone with them and tomorrow as we're working out uh, the problems that we have within that area. And that's one of the reasons I want to give my numbers out so that uh, people who are having problems say, we, we can't do this. We don't have access to internet. Uh, 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 and, uh, you know, just I got 18 staff people uh, that is willing to work. And Absolutely. so, and that's what I'm telling them to work. So they got to call and we'll go to work uh, all over the place to make sure we get everything possibly done for them. So I don't want them to feel that I can't do it. You know, we can't reach anyone. I mean, my people can get fired if they don't take care of people. So, you know, it's, it's, it's very important. And I tell my people, if you want to lose your job, don't take care of these people to call in. Wow. I, I, I love it. I love it. So now, along, leading into that, how can small business owners help you and those congressmen and women to get the, those technology resources to those rural areas? Because I'm quite sure there's many small business owners that are listening and they are under the stay-at-home orders as well and they're reinventing how they're doing business. Right. So what can these small business owners do to help you in the initiative or either the Congress get, make sure the rural communities get up to speed. So not just the children, the small business owners, that they can be able to stay relevant while we under the stay at home order. Well, if you notice, uh, and this is amazing uh, uh, throughout America is uh, people are beginning to say, uh, how else can I operate my business uh, so I can, uh, uh, make a profit, uh, make some income during these difficult times. And so it's giving them the opportunity to think about what they can do. And also we want them to follow the guidelines that we have set up with SBA. We spent a lot of time with SBA uh, to make sure that they are very amenable uh, to helping individuals that are having these kind of problems. Because I never thought I would see anything like this in my lifetime. And so I know wow. most people actually feel uh, the same way. So we want them to spread the word. We want them to talk to people and tell them uh, about uh, things that are available for them. They, they don't need to think that uh, we're only looking out for the big cats, uh, you know, in the big cities and stuff. Uh, you know, really everyone is, is, is just a step away uh, from uh, getting all the information they needed. And so that's the reason why we spend a lot of time with our staff uh, trying to make sure every week uh, there's two calls in with all of the staff uh, to see where we are, where we're going, what kind of uh, information you get from Jackson, and what you're getting from Chattahoochee, Florida, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, and we, we got a problem up there, though, but, <laughs> wow. you know, at the hospital, but uh, with the virus and everything. But to, to try to make sure that uh, this is a time where you reach across, and we work in conjunction with our representative in Georgia and Alabama and in Mississippi because we're in the Southern Belt. Uh, to help them, and they're also helping us. That's good. I love that collaborative initiative, Congressman. Um, amazing. And that should help us as small business owners to be more collaborative. You know, where you have a strength, someone have a weakness, we can work together to solve the problem. Right. We'll find the answer for them. I mean, it's, uh, the answers are there. We will find them. That's amazing. So my um, next question is for you. 
I've looked at these applications. I went through this bill and I talked with um, some of my constituents in California that's been under the stay at home order longer than anyone. And one of the founders asked me, they said, should I apply for the payment protection plan to make sure I get a salary? I know it's for my employees, but what about me as the founder? And I thought that was a very profound question because a lot of times small business owners, we don't pay ourselves. Right. But. So under all of this amazing $387 billion, can the CEOs pay themselves from these programs that you all are implementing? Absolutely. Uh, we just need to make sure they keep some employee, employee uh, on board. But absolutely. Uh, it's, it defeats the purpose if the owner themselves is not able to pay their bills. That's true. You know, because they have families and so forth. You know, they might need to talk to the bank about a waiver of their mortgage if they have a, a, a Section 8 loan, a, a FFA loan and so forth, which they can waive up to six months, wow. you know, uh, with no interest charges, wow. you know. And so, so all of, we, uh, it, we need the small business owner uh, to likewise feel uh, that they have the opportunity to not let people go back at the same time they might not be able to bring in the same check. It's almost like a doctor called me the other day and said they're not going to be able to take a, the salary that they've been taking uh, in this firm they had for at least four months. But they will have some salary coming in. And so that's the whole purpose of it is to make sure. We just don't want them to get the money and let, uh, let Joe Lunchbucket go, you know, and say, I'm sorry, I can't take We want them to keep him on board. You know, yes. it might be on a part-time basis or something like that, but we want him to work because he has a family too. That's good. That's good. Because I, I, I was asked the question because with me and my, as me, and then I have my husband that works for me and then I have subcontract out and I kept saying, my husband said, well, can you get a salary even though you make it sure I'm getting paid? And I said, yes, because as long as I've known and for my mentors, they have always said, make sure you pay yourself because you're working. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. I appreciate you clarifying that. So then my next question, because I had this question from a food truck person, they felt like they didn't qualify because they only had like two or three employees. I told them to apply anyway. So absolutely. am I right to tell them that, Congressman? You're right to tell them even the gig employees like Uber and Lyft, they can apply. And I got them uh, applying. That's uh, great. That's yeah, great. So uh, everybody's affected. Uh, by this area so the food truck need to know and i know i see sometimes two or three people in there working they qualify that's great so congressman i don't want to hold your time because i know you have a full schedule today what are your final thoughts that you want to share with small business owners who either online now live listening to you and will see this uh, video replay later on today what would you would like to tell them what to expect in the second wave of the stimulus and I know we got to have patience for us to get the money. But in the event we run into a crisis while we waiting, can they call you to help navigate this process? Well, absolutely. I, I would like for them to call me. And, and one of the things that small business uh, owners can realize is that I would be fighting for them uh, every day. I joined my colleagues uh, in the Florida delegation, all 27 Democrats and Republicans. And we talk about all across the state what is needed in order for small businesses uh, to survive. 
And in the rural areas, we do the same thing likewise, you know, and, uh, and uh, when you look at Florida, you know, Florida is a mega state, you know, the third largest uh, in terms of population uh, next to uh, Texas and, uh, and uh, California and uh, New York. Uh, so as a result, that's right, we have passed New York, so it's California and Texas. So, mm -hmm. so as a result is uh, uh, this stimulus package that is coming up now is going to be primarily geared towards small business, women owner business, minority businesses to make sure that they are taken care of. Because a lot of time, uh, minority businesses uh, get left out of the mix, you know, and so we want to make sure they don't get out of the mix. A lot of time that's done. Uh, because of the relationship that a lot of majority businesses have with their banks and their friendships and so forth. But we don't want that to come in the mix. We want to make sure that those individuals uh, have the same leverage uh, that anybody else would have that haven't had the kind of relationship with their bankers they should have. And that's what that's what's important. That's great. I appreciate you so much, Congressman Lawson. How can, again, provide your information? How can they reach you? Either phone, email, website? What's the best way small business owners can reach out to you? The best way to reach out now is to call me. In Jacksonville, you can call me at 904-334-1652. And in Washington, uh, they can call me. I'll slow down a little bit. Area code 202 225. And the last three numbers is very easy. Phone number is 0123. Wow, that is real easy. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you so. Oh, it's one more thing. I read your press release about the money for the colleges yeah. and the universities. Oh, yeah. That is amazing. Right. Now, how did I know we I know we got to go, but how did that is I I heard that I read the press release. I saw the um NAAC post it. Right. And I think that's commendable. But my question is, what's the turnaround time for the, the college students to get that money? I know it's to help the operation of the colleges, but what about the college students? Well, see, the universities, because of uh, the students having to leave and have meal plan and dormitory, they're going to have to refund the money back to them. Right. And, so they, they, and they needed the money. And so what we did, you know, if you notice, I have about six institutions in this district. Uh, from uh, TCC, uh, State College, FSU, FAMU, uh, North Florida uh, Community College, uh, Ever Waters, uh, JU, uh, University of North Florida, uh, the college down in, in, uh, in, in uh, Lake City. And so they needed these funds. I've been getting a uh, congratulation letter from them <laughs> <laughs> because I've been, uh, Mr. Scott, uh, Congressman Scott is over education committee in Congress, and I had a very good relationship uh, with him, and so we worked on this, and so we were able to do it, and, and I, I've been getting calls. I got a call from FSU and said, you don't know how much we need this money when we got to refund $12 million back to Oh, my God. That's a blessing. Again, I appreciate you so much yeah. for being exemplified the value as a congressman, a statesman, statesman a senator, a Congress, um, mentor, for our yeah. uh, this month and uh, to let people know how you are constantly providing value that you just not sitting on your hands and not doing nothing you are working and you making sure your yeah. team is working and Absolutely. for that i want to thank you and your entire team in washington and jacksonville florida for well, everything that y'all do keep impacting keep getting the money and funding to us and we will constantly continue to support you we thank, thank you. you we're gonna get through this crisis together 
Yes, we are. So thank you so much for your time. Thank everyone for listening. This is Teresa Gamble, the chapter director of Startup Grind. We operate locally, but we have an extension of a global entrepreneur community of 3.5 million entrepreneurs in 125 countries. And you have just heard from Congressman Al Lawson in Washington, D.C., who serve on the finance committee on the CARES Act that was recently passed in April. So again, if you need to contact the Congressman, make sure you do so at um, his office in Washington, DC and his office in Jacksonville, Florida. I will share this information on all the social media platforms so you can reach out to the Congressman. Thank you so much, Congressman Lawson and much success. And we will be praying that the second wave of the CARES Act goes through. Thank you and be safe. You too.